0: Behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Buckle up, everybody. It's time for another episode of Score North's Taxi Squad. I am AJ Fredrickson. I'm joined alongside by Jason Stormer and Artist Woods. We've got a great show ahead of you. We're going to talk wild. We're going to talk Wolves, but before we get to any of that, we have to talk about the NFL's Game of the Year from (laughs) Sunday. I'll welcome in the other two members of the podcast here. We've got Jason Stormer, Artis Woods. Fellas, uh, Jason, I know you're a little more Vikings fans related than Artis is. I know he supports the team in a sense, but it's not his number one. How high are you still riding off that chaotic Sunday afternoon? Still
1: trying to find the words, AJ. I know we just started a podcast, but like seriously, dude, that is probably the most exciting, best regular season game of our Viking lives. I don't... Honestly, the last one I remember being that crazy, especially at the end. Do you remember that really snowy game in Baltimore like 10 years ago and the Vikings and the Ravens scored like 20 points in the last two minutes of that game? I remember Cordero Patterson had a long run. Jacoby Jones had one taken back too. It was was nuts. I, I can't remember another game... I'm again I'm still stunned because there were so many moments in this game where i literally my jaw dropped to the floor and I couldn't like compose myself I couldn't believe what I was seeing um first of all I mean I, I kind of like sliced this game up into we should introduce Artist Woods. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I got excited. I, I almost did you, what I, was gonna I did to AJ thing. several podcasts ago, but I just <laughs> I, caught myself. I was gonna. Um, I was gonna oh give you like god. another two or three sentences, and then <laughs> oh just Oh my god! Thank you, thank you. Self awareness, self awareness, everybody. Artist, how are you today? First
2: off, first off round of applause for the self awareness. <laughs> round of applause <laughs> like, for the self awareness. Here's what
1: happened. I was looking at you, and then I turned and I saw Artist. I'm like, oh crap, you're here too. Hi, how you doing? By the way, I'm doing good. I'm
2: feeling good. Yeah, man, I'm feeling good. It's it's been a fun weekend, an interesting weekend, an interesting Monday. Um, hey, but well,
0: welcome to the non undefe- Welcome to the yes, welcome one, to the one win club. The, <laughs> what, no, yeah. welcome to the defeated. One Just one loss or one defeated. win. The, the defeated, Duh. exactly. Yeah. Which is not
2: not a bad club. Part of when it's only two teams part of the club and you're still at the top
0: of the of the NFL. honestly, both the Eagles and the Vikings. So the, the thing is, spin zone it real quick. Now you can't say like now they don't have that narrative looming over them of like oh they're going to go undefeated cuz I I quote tweeted something last night from like Fox NFL Sports or whatever mm-hmm. 2 days ago they were like will the Eagles go 17 and no no right. they they simply will not there's been one undefeated team in in the history of the league it's not like I get it they're the last ones remaining so you
2: you, you gotta, it, you gotta to talk it. about it yeah, sure. on, on, on a yeah. Wednesday
0: or Thursday or something like that. It gets slow. I understand, but right. you can't just go throwing it out there. Maybe if they get to like twelve and zero, it's like okay, now they now they're in the final stretch, and let's start talking about seven. Are we really doing seven, eight games? Not come on. I let's felt this.
2: I felt the same Fairly way, way of this season. I felt the same way, and obviously we're not gonna make this podcast about the Eagles because the Vikings uh-huh. are on t- Vikings fans, and oh, the Vikings yeah. are on top of the world right now. So I don't mm. want to focus this in on a team that, you know, most Vikings fans despise and are in direct competition with right now for the number one seed in the NFC. Hey man. Um, but I ultimately do think it's a it was a good loss for them if if there is such a thing. And the way you lose the game, mm-hmm. you got four fumbles, you got an interception that was in A.J. Brown's hands that bounced into the defender's hands. I mean, so many flukish-like things went down in that game. It's like, okay, this was a, this was a game that you didn't want to lose, but hey, it happens. It was bound to happen at some point. Is better to get it out the way that pressure is now off. Now you can move forward. Couple injuries to monitor going forward, mm-hmm. um, but I think they'll be fine.
1: Uh, some interesting officiating choices oh, as well. I, we I, we, can know, address I, that. I, we can address that. We can
2: address that. I I you know we can address you, you know, it. You know, you you know, know. Uh, face
1: mask. Is Dallas okay? I've, Dallas is not okay. Oh. Dallas has a
2: so a shoulder injury that is gonna sideline him for a couple of weeks. He was on, injured on that play, right? He was injured uh. on that play. He's he's not on I.R. at least
1: yet, from mm. my understanding.
2: Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, <laughs> you know, the only reason I bring it up is
1: because officiating actually played a pretty big role in both the Vikings and the Eagles games.
2: I agree. And yeah. and that's why you can't, you know, I, I refuse to be that fan today of my favorite team and just make a bunch of excuses for yes. officiating because, yes, there were a ton of bad calls, but there were also bad calls on both sides, The calls mm-hmm. missed on both sides that I could pinpoint um, that went in our favor. And the Eagles... Sold that game down the river. Like they 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 had so many opportunities to win that game and they literally just handed the game to Washington on a silver platter. So I can't say it was the refs' fault because they came out low energy, hmm. kind of overconfident, and they
1: got humbled. They yeah. got they got humbled for a game, which is something that I felt like was needed. Can't know? undersell those division rivals too. Never. And your division's strong. Your division very. is very strong. And I mean, what a yeah,
0: turnaround that division's had. I feel like I agree. It used to be bad a couple of years ago,
1: yeah. Didn't it? Didn't, didn't it give us just one of? A, didn't it give us like an eight hundred division winner or something not that long ago?
0: I well, felt like they did or something. Lord and was it, it lower? Was,
2: it was the Washington got in with like a seven and nine? That's what a it was. That's wow. what it was.
0: Yep. But, Man. No. Yeah. But,
1: everybody thought the AFC West was going to be the division of the year. Then that division's not that good either.
0: Yep. But speaking of divisions where maybe some teams have fallen off <coughs> the NFC North, because right now it's a one-team race. Yep. The Minnesota Vikings get a huge Oof. road win against the Buffalo Bills, who couldn't circle the wagon on Sunday, <laughs> thirty-three to thirty in overtime. Let's let's you guys just want to kind of like recap that real quick and bring yeah, up stuff along I, I, the way. I, if I then, found
1: the words for it by now, I, I don't really know if I have. I, uh, so, so, but, so
0: the Vikings, it uh, was but, a
1: crazy game. Yeah. It was the craziest game ever. Like just the fact that they got that fumble recovery for the touchdown at the end there was just nutter, butters. Before, nutter we, butters. before we get to that,
0: let's start at the beginning because they actually start off really strong. Yes. Opening drive, they go down. Justin Jefferson, He kind of. I think he really set the tone <clears throat> for that day. And I jokingly have a shtick that's like, <laughs> Oh, this Justin Jefferson kid, I'd oh, never heard of him before. Could mm. be a big day for this guy. Look for him to make <laughs> his name. He, 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 I I said he's going to have a breakout game. He had a career day. Yeah, a, a Hall career of Fame day. day. Hall of Fame day like that. What a, what a ridiculous stat line. Ten catches, 193 yards, one touchdown. Almost was two. Almost yeah. was too late. But um, they score on the opening drive. He sets the tone big. And then they kind of get into that classic that we've seen week to week to week to week to week Mm -hmm. week to week to week (laughs) to week there. Um, (laughs) Ten straight weeks. Where they just kind of get into a a small lull where they're not necessarily, like, rolling over and, like, playing dead, but they're not—the gears aren't turning like Mm -hmm. they were right away. Because they get down at the half, and then they get down by 17. Yep. 17. But then they start battling. And it starts with a huge run by Dalvin Cook. Was it 71, 81 yard touchdown run? Yes. 80, yep, 81. 81 yard touchdown mm. run. And that, how about, I think, it, I yeah. feel like for weeks now, everybody's been saying, where is Dalvin Cook? Where is Dalvin Cook? When's he gonna have that huge play? And we've seen him maybe break off like that 20, 30 yard run at times or whatever. Yeah. This is the one that I think everybody's been waiting on it. How about the time to do it? Exactly.
1: Yeah, especially uh, against his little brother, too. Uh, that's family bragging <laughs> yeah. rights at Thanksgiving dinner for the rest of their life. I put your team on the house, bro. Like, that's that's pretty fun. Um, Yeah, so another 13 points in the fourth quarter for this Vikings team. We talked about last week that the differential, is their that's their best differential in the fourth quarter. It was like a plus 33. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, what is that? What is 33 plus, uh, plus 46 at this point? Yeah. Um, <laughs> We had been like really lauding this team for how it had been coming back for its clutchness all throughout the season, but it took it to a whole new level in this game, yeah, it really did. And back to Justin Jefferson, let's please just we got to address the catch right now. um, the catch of the year, obviously. there was a really good catch earlier in the season. I forgot who who that was by, but people were saying that was maybe the catch of the year.
0: dare um, I dare I say catch of the century?
1: Well, Odell Beckham still has something to say about that. Um, That's the debate right now, isn't it? Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) I'm the
2: biggest, and this is crazy coming from an Eagles fan, but I may be the the biggest Odell fan you'll probably find. And I have been backing that catch for so, like, that's the greatest catch I've ever seen. Nobody can convince me otherwise. Even catches that have been close I've been like, no, Odell's catch was great because, you know, to break it down, he's falling backwards. He's held on a play. He catches it prime time, touchdown one, wasn't even a full hand. It was like three fingers, maybe mm-hmm. two fingers. He caught it. The magnitude of that moment in that football game, I know it's a regular season game, but we all knew the Buffalo Bills were the test. Mm-hmm. We all knew that.
0: Fourth and eighteen. This is the game. This if, is the game. Because You don't convert. You're that's in your it. own territory. It's They're going to score in that's game. The, he he goes up. And he gets. He doesn't even catch the ball. The the DB catches it, yeah. and he he uh, he goes full dog. Yes. <laughs> he steals that thing back. He takes what's his. The black. The, the hole. most He's, important. He says, "Give me my property." that's the, the most that's mine.
2: impressive part about that catch is. So when it first happened, I didn't think he caught it. I saw people going crazy. Neither he did He didn't catch that. But to me, when they showed the replay, it wasn't even him falling to the ground. It was when he hit the ground and he was able to prevent the ball from hitting the ground with basically him in the defender's hand, just kind of just like the strongest grip on the football <laughs> in that moment to prevent
0: the ball from hitting the ground. That was insanity. Dude, I think it, it curls. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think it broke physics. I'm <laughs> when I watch it back, I don't understand because you they go up, it's not like they just like slightly jumped off the ground. It's two top-tier athletes going to the maximum vertical possible. Yes. And they fall I know if that's me, I am going full yard sale. Every limb is flailing. Yes. He fell like he was a feather. He settled on the ground and just pivoted like it was no big deal. And he's like, yeah, I caught that. Yeah. And then the entire Viking sideline lost their marbles. Oh, my God. The, the, I'm
2: about to interrupt. No, really yeah, quick, feel free. It's like the defender had his hand on the ball at the same time Justin did. And it kind of helped him in a way mm-hmm. to right. secure the catch once he hit the ground. But I'll, I'll say it. I will say it. That and I've been watching football. I'm 27. I've been watching football for at least <laughs> 22 years. At least kind of knowing what's going on. Kind kind of knew what was going on at, 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 at the age of five. I can just, just a picture
1: five year old artists watching football. I, I, I have to bring so in cute. some pictures, but oh please,
2: uh, <laughs> I'll bring in our baby books someday. But that was given the magnitude of the moment and how he caught the ball. That is the greatest sketch I've ever seen. I I that that was that was. That was nuts. That was nuts.
1: Uh, Yeah, the argument for Odell was that, like, yeah, Odell was just kind of free-falling in making that catch, and for the exact argument that you just laid out, like, the DB kind of helped JJ maybe reel that in, but still, just the way he was able to just snare that in, like he's Spider-Man, and that football was on a web, just right on in there. It it was absolutely just unreal, and thankfully, the broadcaster, I think Joe Davis, he was on the call for uh, Fox.
0: How good is he? And Daryl
1: Johnston. I was thinking about this, and I've thought about this on other broadcasts, too, because he actually does a decent amount of Vikings games because most Viking games are on Fox. Daryl Johnston is a very underrated color commentator. He's really, really good. And I don't know uh, how long he's been with this Joe Davis guy, but he called a hell of a game. By the way, this game shouldn't have been at noon. I don't know what the uh, NFL's got to do to flex some of these games a little bit. Kurt plays his best games at noon, though. This would not have been the game that it was if it was not at noon.
0: I I was so nervous when it was up to... Yes, okay,
1: yes, (laughs) but like... Who knows and how much of a varying degree?
0: I was genuinely nervous when I saw people talking about like, oh, the, tomorrow's the deadline for them to flex the game. No, leave it at noon. <laughs> the noon nightmare oh, is going to work, and he and well, you know what, Kirk, he, Kirk guys, did it. Let's, Kirk let, did I mean,
1: and I mean, no, this probably wasn't his worst game of the season, but maybe in terms of stat-wise, this actually may have been Kirk's worst game of the year. But but no no no. In terms of stats. But in terms of intangibles, like the clutch factor, that means I'm totally willing to wipe those stats away. That's it, what I'm saying. It, it's
0: hard to say that when he had 357
1: up, yards. I think he put up like a 50 PFF score.
0: I'm just saying, no. like maybe in terms had, of like
1: I'm just talking stats. But again, he had he did multiple, all the clutch.
0: He had the he had all the like he made all the big plays. That's what I'm saying. I'm willing to push. defining throws. That's in that what I'm quarter.
1: saying. I'm willing I, to I, put aside the stats because he made all those throws and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Like you may look at the stats and it might not be the most appealing Kirk Cousins game of all time. And you know what? He threw some really bad interceptions. Let's not forget about that. Threw one right to a guy that. No single Vikings receiver was anywhere near. Uh, I mean, I guess we're just I, I, i'm I, I'll hold him a little bit accountable for that. but still, yeah, he made all the big plays, though. that's just it. So yeah, what I'm saying is that, yeah, maybe Kirk's stat line may not be the best, but who cares? Who cares? He made the plays when we needed to. And so did JJ. So did the rest of this team.
0: Would you that's rather what I'm saying? Would you rather have three hundred and fifty seven yards with a touchdown and two picks? Or 175 yards with two touchdowns.
1: Can I get a little bit more context, please? Nope. It's one of those two. Uh, I know
0: what you're... <laughs> well, okay, so, he, do
1: so was one of those the Eagles game and one
0: of them the Buffalo game? Nope. Yeah, I, in, in Buffalo was, yeah. Is, is, the, is the 357. Uh, against Miami, 175 yards only. I, okay. I literally think that's like, I don't think, okay. I can't remember if Jalen had two touchdown yeah, passes, if, but yeah. that's literally, that was literally
2: like super close okay. to his stat line last okay night. If Okay. He's, if yeah. he's
0: got 357, that means he's slinging it. That's and, true. Okay. Like, yeah, because
1: I'm mostly going yeah. off that PFF grade, to be honest with you, more than anything. So
0: I do but, but again, I don't again, I told. I
1: just said that I'm willing to throw out the stat line because he made all those big plays. Yeah. I can still bring it up as a point of reference, no, know, but it doesn't it, mean you, I made that. You, you
0: can, but to say that yesterday was his worst game of the season stat-wise, I think is ludicrous. I mean, I think
1: <laughs> there's an argument to be made. <laughs> well, you know, he had
0: he had double the yards. Yesterday than this. Well, just because you have a lot of yards what, doesn't mean what, you throws, have a great
2: game. what throws it off and what throws the PFF grade off mm-hmm. a bit is the two interceptions.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's what. That's and they what were bad interceptions. He overthrew KJ really poorly, and the other one was just completely unacceptable. But if we're okay, so yeah, and and, and again, so, I'm going totally away from expunging him of that. Need, I'm just addressing it.
0: I need you to hold Josh Allen to the same standard. Because oh yeah, he
1: didn't have a good game either. Josh Allen.
2: Has been suspected last. He, he actually few has. Weeks.
0: He's been throwing a lot of. He's been turning the ball over a
1: lot. He's it,
2: been giving. He's leading the league in interceptions right now. And before we completely get off topic, yeah, we need to talk about Patrick Peterson. Mm. He having a <laughs> the closer. He he's having a special year. We saw him with the chains on on the on the uh, airplane this week instead of Kirk. I thought maybe even Justin Jefferson could have threw it on this week, but. Patrick Peterson has been special this year. And no, you're not going to find it all in the box scores and all of that. But when you watch his impact on the game, teams aren't really throwing at him a ton. And when they are throwing at him, he's deflecting balls. He's getting interceptions. He's playing sensational mm-hmm. football he's playing at a level that if i'm being honest i didn't know he still had in him and the thing i like most about it is i love a good i love a good trash talker because i like talking trash myself if i'm being honest <laughs> so i love a good trash talker and i don't know if i've ever seen patrick peterson talk more than how much he's talked these these last couple weeks yeah but the beauty in it is <clears throat> excuse me he has backed it up every single week he is making plays, and that game against Buffalo, two huge interceptions. He got one in the end. Actually, both interceptions were pretty much in the end zone, while the 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 Bills are moving the ball downfield, looking mm-hmm. to score touchdowns. Save the day. He he's been special. He needs to be talked about a lot more.
1: Yeah, and and considering the injury situation at the cornerback position, now that Cam Dantzler is not in IR um, and isn't. Did Andrew Booth? No, it was a Caleb Evans who went into concussion protocol, I believe. So this cornerback room is down right now. So you need him playing at his best. And thankfully he's playing at his best. This is I think I saw I think Phil tweet out that this might be statistically like Patrick Peterson's like third or fourth best season ever. Mm. And he is uh over the age of 30 cornerback that is insane that is special insane. and it's coming at a time where this defense needs him the absolute most because like I just said that room is a little bit it's a little it's, it's a little thin right now um I gotta give some claps oh um Duke Shelley is that the guy's name who made the play yes. on I believe Gabe was it on Gabe oh, Davis yes, at the yes, end yes, of, yes, to, yes. to break up that touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. The guy just got signed this past week, yeah, and he's put in that situation. And you know the Bills are going to target a guy like that when he's coming in in that situation. And it shows you how thin the Vikings' cornerback room is right now. Mm-hmm. He came in there, got his hands in there, no dice, had absolutely nothing in there. Uh, the cornerbacks played really good in this game. Um, so did the safeties too. Um, yeah, for for a game where we really thought that maybe we didn't know how much we were getting to Josh Allen. I mean, the Vikings got everything. They pretty much. That you could Dave. normally get from him. I mean, again, he was mistake prone, though. He very much was mistake prone, like he's been for the last few weeks. But that was a lot because, like I even said on the last podcast, I was going to be surprised if maybe like the Bills had him much of a, on a like on a passing schedule or like had him on a um, um, what, what do they call for for pitchers? Age pitch count, pitch count. Thank yeah, you. Yes, yeah, so a pitch count or something. I mean, that looked like normal. Pretty much, Josh Allen throwing the ball to me. He was even getting it downfield to Stefan Diggs. Very, very well. I mean, well, I mean, even though JJ had a great game, I mean, Stefan Diggs pretty much did as too. much as he. I mean, his catch too was maybe arguably the catch of the year before JJ's. Um, it was, it was, it was pretty dang good. Like, yeah, well, it he, was up there. You knew yeah, Stefan, you knew Diggs wanted to show out in this game and he did. Except like, JJ went nuclear. That's did. just it. So
0: I, I hate the theatrics that these, that these coaching staffs and just teams pull. The worst is the, the soccer world. This it is insane because I've seen managers say like their star player who just got concussed is like yeah you know we I I don't want to speak on it blah 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 the medical staff says it's not good and then he's out there four days later bagging a hat trick you know in the first half it's ridiculous I need transparency and I'm sure. All across the Buffalo facilities, they were twiddling their thumbs and well, uh, they don't know what's coming. Right, he's fully healthy <laughs> and he's going to go out and ball. You, uh, they think they're going to get Casey. I'm not even close. You're <laughs> getting Josh Allen. Just, just, <laughs> just be upfront with everybody. Just be up front. There's no reason for all of these shenanigans. Yeah, is he healthy or is he not? I, we, yeah, we get the sh- the the L- arm issue. A doctor looked at it. What <laughs> happened? Okay, he's fine. You're going to play him? Sweet. Now we know on Tuesday, instead of playing all these games until Saturday afternoon, just let us know. Um, Moving along later in the game, they make that fourth quarter comeback. They are in a position to win. They get down to the goal line. Pass, offsides, but Dalvin Cook could have caught that turn and stepped in game over. Easily. Maybe Easily. I don't know. The defender was
1: on him pretty. That was a I
0: trust Dalvin Cook there. That to was get a in. touchdown. He needed a half step. He could have. i to look at. In. The, it, he could have caught him yeah. even if he got tackled.
2: He could have probably. He, he extended had to over turn around.
0: Yeah. He had
1: to turn around though. That was the only thing. So it's not like he could have like. Yeah, maybe I don't know.
0: But they get bailed. He out. He, yeah, he would get it, bailed yeah, out because probably. of offsides, and they go mm. back to the inch line, the two inch line, mm. and Kirk can't quite get it. They get stopped, and then the Bills get that. They're trying to get out of the end zone. Fumble the snap. I can't believe it. Eric Kendricks. Call him Johnny on the spot because he was locked in. I don't think anybody has ever been more in the zone than what I saw on the angle behind. Because he was just standing over the center like... Like I saw the I saw the drool right, and the foam right. in his mouth,
1: like I'm like a Thanksgiving turkey,
0: which is crazy because I, <laughs> in the post game, Kevin O'Connell said, "Yeah, you know, you know, we practice for a situation like this." No, you haven't. Yeah,
1: you haven't. No, you <laughs> haven't. I'm sure they've gone over you a few goal not, line situations, like that. that at least like quarterback sneaks. That I hope they practiced. The, the play that they ran there on fourth and goal at least once with that no, draw. Are you sorry, talking about the? Go, I'm talking about the
0: defensive play.
1: Got ah. you. Okay. 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 Ah,
0: maybe that too. I because I, I believe <laughs> once it was, or twice,
1: maybe. I, I believe know.
0: it was Scott Van One Pelt and, and his team that said that hadn't that hadn't happened since like the 1940s where something like wow. that occurred. Wow. That that, that cool. the, I I understand you know refer, first know year that. coach you blah, blah, blah. you did not practice that play you did <laughs> yeah. not that was sheer luck
1: maybe it was in a PowerPoint presentation slide like
0: one time in training camp <laughs> maybe fourth fourth quarter progresses <laughs> they're coming back down and they're the Vikings played maybe the worst prevent defense I've ever seen just let them up there yeah. I've ever seen.
2: You're talking about when the Bills
1: kind of marched down and got that field goal? Not mm. just
0: kind of. They did march I down. Kinda, they well, they, yeah. they they had a full 4th of July parade down the field. Yeah,
1: The Vikings bleed yards. They've been bleeding yards defensively all season, man. Yeah. At least in the past. I mean, we saw, speaking of the Miami game we were talking about a little bit ago, I mean, that was a heavy passing yard game, and that was with a couple of backup quarterbacks. But still, kind of, on, you, you wish they would have liked, well, I mean. This is the thing, though. This yeah. is the thing about that.
2: One, I just want to rewind just a little bit. I do want to give them credit overall, like in the second half, for their overall defense in the second half. Because this has been a reoccurring theme. It's not just the offense coming back in the second half of these games. The defense is limiting teams, like holding teams three, six points, you know, nine points in the second half when they've given up however many points in the first half. Buffalo only scored six points the entire entire second half. And Mm -hmm. we all know Buffalo can put up points. The last kind of drive before they got the field goal and win in the overtime, I think, you know, you don't want to play too soft. You know, that soft zone or whatever it is that they came out in. But you also, they're so explosive, you don't want to give up a touchdown. You know what I mean? Like, right. you kind of want to set them up, okay, if they attempt a long field goal, they might miss it. We have all the momentum. We got everything going. Now, they let them get down there for a pretty easy field goal. But yeah. at the same time, to an extent, I kind of understood the mindset. Now, once it gets within the 50, you need to tighten up some. Or within the 40, you should probably tighten up some because now they're inching towards that field goal range. But to start the drive, I kind of understood why they were playing a, a bit off and allowing them to get everything underneath. They're still explosive. John, Josh Allen has shown he can still throw the ball downfield 1,000 yards mm-hmm. um, for a touchdown. They still got Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis.
1: We've seen what yep. they could do. So, kind of understood it. Um, speaking of, we, we talked about how officiating played a role in both the Eagles and the Vikings game. I think this is a perfect transition. Specifically, you mentioned Gabe Davis just a second ago. Why wasn't that play, his alleged catch, and I'm doing
0: air quotes right there, sent up to the booth for a review? What's the point of not allowing coaches to challenge a play like that if the, if the officials are supposed to? You shouldn't be able to just... You know, okay, yeah. questionable play. Now let's hurry up and get the next playoff. So we get no, especially hey, within two minutes. Hey, stripes, you got that thing on your finger? Yeah. Blow into it. All right. Let's stop it. <laughs> we just spent half an hour reviewing seventeen plays at the goal line. We can spare another two minutes looking at this catch. That's probably a pretty pivotal point in your in the in the final thirty seconds of the game. Yeah. You know, just take five seconds.
1: But just can't th- and someone can call upstairs and let them know, right? Like, hey, 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 like. Don't they have a ref in the booth or something saying like, "Hey, we gotta take a look at this." I, Did, was Buffalo just so I, quick on offense that that guy didn't have an opportunity, or he just thought it was like, "Oh, well, maybe he just thought it was a catch." KOC I don't know how said he was
0: on the sidelines, like, "All right, review it, review that. You have to review, it. like, like in a guy's ear, and then everybody just put hands in their pockets and was, you know twiddle in their thumbs. Oh. It was like, oh, okay. Well, hey, they they well, they yeah. they they the ball, so now we can't go back in time. Yeah, sorry about sure. it." Like, what's the point? The what's thing, the point? The thing that
2: makes that difficult is, I'm not going to lie, live, it looked like a great catch to me. I thought, oh, sure. that he secured it. I didn't think that I needed to think twice about it until you brought in the instant replay and it was slowed down. And it was the next play. And then they <laughs> went back and showed. The, then it was like, oh, then he really didn't It took a that. couple angles before we if, actually but saw it. 30 That's seconds- why we're not refs. That is to <laughs> your point, AJ, that is their job to catch stuff like that and to review it, especially if yeah. it was near the it would be one thing if it was in the middle of the field. It was near the sidelines mm-hmm. too. So you gotta make sure you caught it inbounds. It's all kind of different aspects of of that catch that you have to mind. And the Vikings
1: sideline reacted too. They were all going they were all going like think, they were yeah, all doing yeah, the job, which, which sure, like if it was close no matter what, even if it was a catch, they probably would have done that no matter what, to right. try to like
0: let me let me get ask the
1: ref to like gauge them to like actually like make a call of incomplete.
0: Let me ask you this: Was that did the was the I, I forget? Was the clock still running, or did he get out of bounds there?
1: Um, I don't think he was touched, so I think it was out I, of bounds. It would have been out of bounds because I let's because if he was, was out of still bounds, because
0: if well, let's just say hypothetically, if he was out of bounds, what is the point of them hustling to the line to get a playoff? That's that. that what, what's the reason. what's the Cardi B line? like? Hmm, that's suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. yeah. What's the point of them, like, rushing that next play if he's out of bounds? You take the time. Obviously, hey, maybe you, let's use context clues and review the play that they're trying to, like, yeah. push further down the list. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and and mean, then, yeah, and the reaction of the sideline. I understand it's the Vikings, so it's they're they're going to not want that to be a catch. But there was 17 guys standing right there that looked flabbergasted when they called that a yeah. catch.
2: We, we, we got to call a spade a spade, even though none of us wants to— Blame games, the outcome of games on referees. They gotta be better in some of these situations, man. They just have to be better. Yeah. They have to be better. Too many missed calls, too many blatant mm-hmm. no call like too many blatant bad calls, too many blatant, oh you're supposed to review that review this. Oh my bad, the next play was snapped. Or yeah. it's just it's too much of that going on. And I honestly, this is a topic for an entire different, entirely entirely can't talk today, entirely different day. <laughs> but there, I feel like referees should get fined for some of this, some of this stuff. Like it's like I, any like, job. Yeah, like, like if you're not doing yeah. your job correctly, and it's that <laughs> flagrant. You, you should be fine. Well, not to bring I, up the are, Eagles game again, but, are, but no, the missed the, the miss call on uh-huh. like for Dallas Goddard that like sure. face mask, you should get fined for that. Well, like there it shouldn't be anything hefty like how they find the players. No. But there there should there should be some type of punishment for <laughs> missing those type of easy plays. Even the review. Yeah. You know that that's supposed to be a reviewable play
0: and the and the coach cannot review it. Two things super quick. One, yes. I, I agree there's got to be some type of penalty. I think there probably is in the sense where, similar to like baseball, mm-hmm. they look at the umpiring scores throughout the year.
1: Yes, they are graded. And, and,
0: and the yeah. and the top umps are selected for the postseason and the World Series and the, and the major games. But on the other side of things, like you said, if I go out to eat and I ask for tater tots with my burger and you repeatedly bring me a side salad... I understand that I need that based on my physical appearance, but that's wow. not what I ordered. Exactly, and I can't. I can't go back to the kitchen and say, "Hey, give me some of those tots." Knock it off! Napoleon. I just have to keep. Hey, please give me. Like I, you makes to any any person that works anywhere. If you keep doing a job wrong, something's got to happen. To make matters worse, to add to your
2: analogy, it would be like if they brought you that salad and they made you eat it. No, you have to eat this. No, mm-hmm. we, we're we not going to get you what you want. You have to eat this. Here comes that, the plane. The, 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 <clears throat> you have to eat this. And, I, and, I, and that, that's the biggest issue. It'll be mm-hmm. one thing, you know, if they make a mistake, yeah. fix the mistakes. But like, what's yeah. the, like you said, what's the mm-hmm. point of all the instant replays and all this stuff if you're not going to
1: – Conversation on the podcast the next day. Yeah, like, I'm allergic. It adds a different it, element to it, it. I mean, it does. Yeah, it makes I mean, for more compelling games. Fair or not, times. yeah, fair or not fair. Like I always do appreciate the drama. Yeah. that bad officiating adds to games. And and here's the thing. Like, it's I fun think when for, it's not I, my
0: team, r- right? But I think for Agreed. the most part,
1: <laughs> in the grand scheme of it, I think for the most part, everybody's team gets screwed equally like I don't think anybody's out to get any like you know are oh, the refs oh, no, screwed us. like <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> it feels like it's sometimes even in the even it, not to bring up another game even in the Dallas
2: and Green Bay game where yeah. Green Bay pulled off the win but at the very end that pass on that slant to CD Jair clearly gets there early. It is Mm -hmm. quite obvious, and I'm not gonna lie. I trolled every Cowboy fan I knew. Hey, you guys, probably gonna still do. But to AJ's point, when it happens to your team, and boy, I caught my karma. It
1: is painful. <laughs> you
2: know? yes. It's so frustrating. Like, yo, this is this is obvious stuff, yeah. man.
1: This is um, obvious stuff. In terms of the finding, though, I mean, these guys are all technically part-time employees. Okay, granted, like, um, I actually got to interview um, one of uh, uh adjunct professors at Bethel when I was in college there. He taught uh, my golf class that I took literally every semester for one credit just so I could go to a driving range for a decent price because it was just wrapped into my tuition. Um, and he um, obviously was a professor there but he did other things too but he was an NFL referee now he didn't like he was on the field or anything he was actually in the booth I think he was actually maybe in some capacity one of the guys that would signal down to the field hey we got a close play here we got to signal down to those guys in the field we got a review here but he told me that these guys I mean they're not technically full-time employees but granted they're like lawyers and like Kind of, you know, pretty well-off people that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe have a little bit of time in the fall to maybe go be an NFL referee. Some of them, I think, I think the main guys, like the guys that wear, like, the white hat or something and always announce what the penalties are, I think they might be full-time. But mm-hmm. for the most part, they're all part-time, so, like, I don't know how you'd be able to find a part-time employee, you know what I mean? But yeah. they are graded, though. They're, I mean, and I think... I'm assuming they do the same thing like AJ was mentioning in baseball, where the best graded ones get to like do playoff games. Mm-hmm. I would assume that because it's not like Angel Hernandez is doing playoff games in Major League Baseball, right? AJ, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, and he, he's like one of the worst umpires ever, yeah. and he's also like a drama queen too. He's actually well, really it, there's, he's fun. There, there's, he's fun. There's, <laughs> there's
0: layers to it. There's the, layers. There's to a it lot of there's you know, legal, yes. there's legal battles and that there's too. other stuff and uh, but he's I, got a
1: personality but and yeah. he misses a lot of calls <laughs> i'm just going to say it for what it is yeah. um yeah anyway for for the game overall guys just to sur- just summarize everything it's just again i'm still trying to find the words for what we saw it was you know amazing. what i mean it was just it amazing was, okay can it, i can it i make a a, can mess. i make kind of a nerdy analogy nerdy analogy Go what on. i kind of want that game to represent in the grand scheme of the season I'm a Marvel fan, big Marvel fan. I reserve the
0: right to judge you for this after it's completed.
1: uh, Artists, you can do the absolute same thing, and everybody listening, too. I don't care. Jonathan Harrison will appreciate this. Um, So I want to, like, view this Buffalo game as, like, the Vikings' Infinity War. It's all been building to this. We kind of just fought a gigantic Thanos-level threatened of opponents. And even though, you know, we kind of won, we got our butts beat, too. And I want the rest of the season to kind of be the end game. But but not just the whole season entirely. Like I'm talking to the Super Bowl here. No, I want the rest of the regular season to be the end game. We're in the uh-huh. end game now, as Doctor Strange said. But then the playoffs, what I want that to be, I want that to be the Secret Wars. Because mm. the Secret Wars is the next big thing that Marvel is culminating to. We got Kang the Conqueror out here coming down, Ant-Man and Mania. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be a crazy, crazy ride. Uh, anybody see Black Panther over the weekend, I by have. the way? I have. I
0: have.
1: <laughs> Solid oh, solid movie, and I cried. I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't help but crying. Uh, anyway, I want the Super Bowl run if we're going to the playoffs, which I think we are. And, I, and I'm and i willing to call the Vikings a Super Bowl contender at they this are. point. They are. I want that run to be our Secret Wars. Because here's the thing about Secret Wars. There's going to be a lot of different characters in that movie from across a bunch of different Marvel properties. And you're going to get a lot of variants. You're going to see maybe different versions of characters. Here's the thing with the Vikings. You know, like the Avengers are going to be facing demons in the Secret Wars, the Vikings will be facing demons in the playoff run. You're going to be looking in the mirror, and you're going to have to face them, just like the Avengers will have to face theirs in Secret Wars. So that's what I want. The Super Bowl run to be like the Secret Wars that the Avengers will eventually have to go and conquer King the Conquer. And my nerdy analogy is pretty much done. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. It just popped in my brain. AJ, uh, your th- your thoughts and uh, your judgments, please. I, I, I
0: was up to 12 for the counter on the phrase Secret Wars. Well, I didn't come up with that. My def- <laughs> I, I didn't write that. I know, I know, That's I know. It's not me. Uh, the only <laughs> major book flaw writer. I saw on that is that you said that the Buffalo Bills game was... Was our infinity, an, yes, infinity war, yes, but in at the end of that, didn't Thanos like technically win because well, his kill- I didn't. he definitely he killed half snapped, of, well, half I of the
2: universe away? No, <laughs> and, and, I mean. and so, one,
0: the Vikings won, so are they Thanos because they're also purple? And then, two, that's what I was thinking, actually, yes, ha- two, n- 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 nobody died, nobody just like dusted away. Nobody, Peter <laughs> Parker, like, sorry, hey, spoiler, no, alert. But spoiler you alert. Got your
1: bu- I said you got your butt kicked, technically, I mean, yeah, maybe not. All the, all of, exactly but, in that all way. The backing Thanos <laughs> was,
2: because they're also purple is hilarious. I'm sorry, it's I that out there. That but, was I, but I will Could say argue
1: Thanos is the hero of that movie. Actually, the, mm. Mm. oh, we can get in the weeds in this. Yeah,
0: we don't need to. No,
1: no, don't no, no. <laughs> Jonathan the, Harrison appreciates the, the, this analogy. I'm the rest, you know.
0: the rest of it was fine. I didn't Just really fine. understand. Eighty percent of it, but okay. But yeah, no. I, okay, I was I was connecting the dots a little okay. bit there. I, I know I enough about know.
2: both the Infinity War. I tried and, to, you know, you know just, I just extend don't know my who personality. Kang
0: is, and I don't know oh. who I did the Secret Wars. Like, it, I, I, really, not so I
1: hope the listeners. But that's a secret if everybody's talking them. about him. You know, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> very true. Talk to Jonathan. If you if you need me and Jonathan Harrison to do like a PowerPoint presentation for you guys, like we'd be happy to do it. Jonathan Harrison is literally getting a tattoo sleeve of, like, Marvel logos on his arm. Like, he's dedicated. I appreciate him. Last quick shout-out. Are we talking about again?
2: The Vikings. Oh, yeah. Last quick (laughs) shout-out I want to give again to Kirk, because Kirk, dagger throw after dagger throw Mm -hmm. in overtime, dagger throw Mm -hmm. after dagger throw. They could have ended that game in overtime had he not gotten sacked in Mm -hmm. the red zone, Mm -hmm. which... Buffalo's defense really did step up in moments in this game and really gave Josh Allen a chance, which is something that we've known. Historically, they don't always do. Um, But Kirk is one of the clutchest players in football. we got to start giving him that as well. I think it's time to start pushing that narrative. You know, this defense making plays, Justin Jefferson catching crazy pass after crazy pass, but at the end of the day, Kirk is also putting the ball where it needs to be put and giving receivers opportunities to make plays, which is something he's not... He hasn't been known for doing this throughout his entire career. Kevin O'Connell has him doing this. Shout out to Kevin O'Connell, too, in his first year, 8-1 for the Vikings. The best start since, I think, what, 2009 for the Vikings. So this has been... This, that was the test. They passed the test, in my opinion, with flying colors, even though the Bills had their screw ups. But I think that's just kind of who the Bills are at this point. I want to move on to this Dallas game.
1: Oh, I know you do. Because I I imagine you got something to say about your second favorite football team. Oh, my gosh.
2: Don't dare. At Uh, least, yeah. Sorry. I I, I want to say this about this game. I'm looking forward to this game for a multitude of different different reasons. One, for transparency. I mean, no matter what happens in this game, it does benefit Philadelphia. I just want to throw that out there. Just got to be honest about that. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to the Dallas Cowboys continuing to get exposed.
0: <laughs> I'm really
2: looking forward Hater. to it. I, man, it, I mean, <laughs> hey, I might be. But I'm, I'm looking kidding. forward to them continuing to get exposed because – all year we've heard about what this defense is, and all year we've heard about once that gets back from his injury, and all year we've heard about this offense isn't going to miss a step with Amari Cooper and all this, but we just seen them lose just now to the Packers, who mm-hmm. <laughs> were three and six heading into that game on a five game, what was it, five game losing streak I or something so. around yep. there? Yep. And so the Vikings in this matchup. And it's the Cowboys. Obviously, aren't a team to sleep on. They are th- no. six and three, and they are fully capable of winning this football game. But the Vikings have another opportunity to really again put the league on notice and let everybody know, "Hey, we're here. Hey, we're we are for real." And I can't think of a better team to do it against than <laughs>
0: America's <laughs> no,
1: team. The America's yeah. <laughs> team with the star on the side of the helmet,
0: the Dallas Cowboys. I don't understand uh, how they're America's team. I've never understood that just because That feels and, like a self-given title. Well, everybody other than Dallas fans, I feel like, hate them. Nobody's ever been yeah. like Dallas, the Cowboys? I mean mm-hmm. meh, they're all right. Don't really have an opinion. It's they're, either you root for them and you love them, or you're just any other person and you're like, I hate the Cowboys. I mean, they yes. are
1: still technically the most profitable franchise in the league, right? Yeah, I Technically, think that, I think yeah, and I think they so, yeah, have like the mo- They are the biggest money and maker. I,
2: you know, they got their championships like in the in the nineties yeah, or 80s, have, somewhere yeah. around in there. And, you know, long time
1: got, ago got a lot of a lot of history there from
2: thirty something odd years ago, yeah. all before our births. Might I add, um, but at the same time, you know. They, they get their name and their title off of the fact that they have a ton of, a ton of fans and they got Jerry Jones, who's yeah. a box office type of guy, and they're in Dallas, and it's the Big D and a yeah. star, and you know, <laughs> um,
1: you yeah, guys know. I can't even think of yeah. really good reasons. Just, you no, know, there, there'll just, be a you you know, decent amount of Cowboys fans here at US Bank Stadium, I imagine. The last be. few time the Cowboys have played here, the Cowboys fans show, I feel like that's one of the biggest fan bases that shows up around the country. Pretty much, I mean, it's it again. Most profitable franchises, you're probably going to have some of the most fans too. Um, can I just start though with my analysis of this game with my biggest gripe? It actually has to do with the uh, the betting. How in the hell is Dallas a one point favorite in this game?
2: Because they're America's
1: team. That's I how love, I love the, the hell that you is carry for Dallas I, bro, a one-point favorite in this game,
2: AJ? It is a real disdain. It's it's not it's not a joke. <laughs> I despise, and I I don't want to use other words. I just spies of the Dallas Cowboys. It is it is so deeply rooted in me. That I do not like them. If like, if is the a toilet Eagles, paper
0: in your house just the, the blue star on every single slice. It is. I'm gonna get you that it for
2: is. Christmas. I, it, it is it is so bad that if the number one seed in the NFC was on the line right now.
1: I would still want the Vikings to win and beat the Dallas Cowboys. Well, we did talk about this before we went on air. Priorities, right? Like, we talked about, All right, what do you want first? What's, like, Artis Wood's biggest priority for the Eagles? Wrapping up the one seed or getting the division? And you even admit the division. Mm -hmm. So, like, even you have the blinders right on right now on, and let's not forget about those New York Giants either. I mean, the Eagles gotta play them twice still. It's kind of crazy y'all haven't um, played the Giants yet, so. Everybody talks about the Eagles' schedule, but they have the hardest opponents
2: in their own division
1: that they have to play twice,
2: but yeah. uh, conversation for another day. You know, yeah, we'll
1: see you next week. Yeah. Who you, you guys play the Colts next week or something? They got Indianapolis okay. next week. Yeah, okay, yeah. But back to back yeah. to the Vikings. You want yes. to go to analysis? Well, no, houses. but like you said, America. If that honestly <clears throat> is the only reason the Cowboys are one point favorites in this game, just because it's and you know it's like the three twenty five kickoff, so it's also America's game of the week for America's team. Gag me. Anyway, I just I don't understand this. Like what? What could possibly Vegas see in this? Because Dallas just blew that game to the Packers. Blew that game to the Packers. Mm -hmm. And we just saw what the Vikings did in Buffalo. How... I mean, maybe this will change. And again, it's one point. So it it should, but like I'm trying to think of injury situations Um, for the Cowboys. I mean, I know Zeke's banged up, but for the most part, everybody else is healthy on that team. And like for the Vikings, I don't. There weren't any any catastrophic injuries over the weekend. All fandom, all. I'm just so confused by this. All bias
2: aside, here for a moment, they are overhyped. They have been overhyped all year long, and it has started with what that defense is. Let me tell you guys what that defense is. That defense is Micah Parsons. It is Demarcus Lawrence. And it is Trayvon Diggs. If you isolate Micah Parsons and run the ball at him and Mm -hmm. don't throw the ball 20 times a game at at Trayvon Diggs, you're going to put up somewhere around 30 points on that defense because they are abysmal against the run. And mm-hmm. that's how it starts. Packers got them good. Yeah. That that's how it starts. They're abysmal against the run. Michael Parsons cannot cover. He struggles with with you know um 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 defending the defending the run. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they get their they get their bones off of when they do finally get those stops, or they play against a team that's just so pass happy that the defensive front, which is great, I will give them credit where it's due, can. Pinner it there is back and get to the pass with 24-7 then that's when that defense is really oh they're amazing but they're not top 10 they're 28th against the rush I think they're top five against the pass but they are to be had also yeah Dak Prescott is overrated Dak Prescott <laughs> Dak Prescott you gotta
1: say it don't you it's
2: the <laughs> truth it is it is the truth Dak Prescott hasn't that he's also injury prone conversation for another day though. <laughs> okay. Dak Prescott has not looked great in a long time. It's been a while. He was in the play- last year if we all remember, he started to kind of his his game started to kind of go down here towards the end of the year. That defense was winning games for them at the end of the year last year. He had that great game where he beat up on the Eagles with third stringers in whatever. Mm-hmm. Got in the playoffs. He was terrible against the 49ers. First game yeah. of the year this year against Tampa Bay. Terrible against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awful. He comes back. Cooper Rush comes in and wins four straight games. Four straight games. I think technically Cooper the,
1: Rush is still their leading passer.
2: Cooper based Rush, statistics. and I said this earlier on Twitter, and I'm going to say it again. Here, Coop, Cooper Rush has, it has been playing better football than Dak Prescott. And that is a fact. Is KBR is better? He beat he the Vikings here. Dak Prescott has four interceptions in four games. Cooper Rush had three, and it was all in one game against Philadelphia. Yeah. There, he's two and two. Cooper Rush is is, is four-and-one. And Dak Prescott just lost to the three-and-six Packers. Come on, man. The, the Vikings, I, I know we got to move on. I'm going to get my score prediction. But I just want to get I just want to get that off my chest because I've, I've never heard so much noise after a loss. Uh, from a third place team. I, I'm, just, I'm just, I don't know. And, just, and with all the respect, I, I too, know.
1: if you mind talking about my favorite rival for a second, too, <laughs> Packer fans think they're back, too. Uh,
0: they're not back <laughs> either. No, no. Have they just, just wait. N- had, I, they actually, I've, that's a joke. Oh, people uh, thinking
1: uh, that Christian Watson is here finally, which well, Christian Watson, very respectable game. I'll give him absolute credit. But like every, I, I was even listening to like ESPN uh, radio at night and stuff and like that. And they're like, well, the Packers are four and six and maybe. They're going to be late bloomers and stuff. And they went to a press conference about Aaron Rodgers talking about, oh, yeah, we're still not out of this, which I mean, technically, I, yes, they're not, but they got some really tough teams that are going to have to leapfrog. But like, I'm seeing Packer fans like hooting and hollering that they beat the Cowboys. And you're, and like we kind of seen, the Cowboys are a pretty susceptible team. They like, I wasn't going to be, I wasn't even going to be surprised if the Packers beat the Cowboys. But, like, I, I kind of feel, yeah, just like, oh, great. Now we got Packer fans thinking, oh, they win one game after losing five. And it's just Packer, Packer fans. Back, which maybe, you know what? Maybe, maybe. No, maybe. Packer fans, don't, so.
2: don't get it twisted. You guys are trash too. Let's just call it status fans. Let's just they appreciate they it. They are four and six. They are trash. They beat another team that is highly overrated and is also trash. <laughs>
1: this week. <laughs> you know the Vikings are playing the Cowboys this week. <laughs> oh, this week. Gosh.
2: I have the Minnesota Vikings winning this game because I believe they're going to hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook against a defense that is ranked 28th against the pass. They're going to control the time of possession at home. Dallas especially Dak Prescott, does not play well against good defenses. He dang sure doesn't play well on the road. He doesn't play well against teams with winning, record, with winning records, which also, by the way, he has yet to beat a team with a, win- a winning record. Just for the record again. He's yet to beat a team with a winning this, record. This, this season, sure. right? This, this season. Oh, okay. this year. He's okay. done it in the past. Still haven't done it too often, but he's, he's it's been done. Um, this game, the Vikings are going to dominate the time of possession. They're going to run the football when they need to. They're going to throw the football because besides Trayvon Diggs, their secondary is not great either. And I think the Minnesota Vikings will win this game probably by a score of 27 to I'll give the Cowboys 20 points. I'll give them 20 points. The only way the Vikings lose this game is if Tony Pollard, because Tony Pollard is a monster. I will give credit where it's due. When Dak hands the football off, which is maybe what he does best right now, hands the football off, Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, which I don't think is playing this game, they they are yeah. really solid. That offensive line is actually a bit underrated. Um, but if you can for, if you can stop the run and you can force Dak Prescott to throw the football from the pocket, which everybody thinks he's great at right now, but he's got a 52.9 QBR, which is like 15th, 16th in the league currently, um, the
1: Vikings will win this football game. What was your score? 27-20? 27-20. Right? Yeah, uh, again, I'm just so... just angry with that line i don't understand that line based off what happened the last couple the last sunday i just don't under it can change i understand this but i just don't know how you can't favor the vikings in this game i think they'll win too um so i'm trying to like look at maybe what the practice situation was for the vikings today we're recording this uh tuesday what is it november 15th 16th something like that um christian derisad did get uh put in concussion protocol uh we had the uh the is it I almost said Ross Brendel. <laughs> I think it's Blake Brendel or something like that, not Ross Brendel. Uh, he came in and actually filled in admirably for Christian Dariusaw in that game. Um, we don't know what his status might be. Uh, Zadarius is questionable. So actually I was talking about like what maybe Vegas could potentially see to maybe make the Cowboys' favorites. Um, you know, Maybe we have to sort out some injury situations with the Vikings to see if Derrissaw is going to be in there. But still, I mean, no matter what, what I saw from the Cowboys against the Packers... I know Tony Pollard – we've actually had plenty of discussions about the best backup running backs in football, mm-hmm. and we, you and I have actually left Tony Pollard's name out. He actually might very yes. well. We talked about Kareem, A.J. Dillon, Alexander Madison. Tony Pollard, man, this guy picked him up in fantasy. I mean, he's putting up 20 points and making Zeke look older and older and older and that contract look worse and worse and worse. Um, he's a really good player. Uh, obviously, C.D. Lamb went off against the Packers – um sure we're really happy with how Patrick Peterson's been playing. I'm still worried about this cornerback room at least a little bit. Um cuz if Caleb Evans can't go either, I mean, we'll see if we'll we'll see if Andrew, Andrew Booth would probably be the guy that steps up and maybe this Duke Shelley guy even gets a little bit more. Um we could see a letdown from the Vikings because let's admit that was an emotionally it was. high game. Um, I think that's the reason why they lost in the NFC Championship game to the Eagles in 2017, because the Minneapolis Miracle put them just at the uh, on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Vikings may feel that way going into this week. So this actually, I mean, it's not a trap game, because Dallas is too good of a team to call it a trap game or anything. But th- this will be a pretty close game. And yeah, Dallas's defense isn't much to work with. Vikings' defense may still be, I mean, they're still, I mean, they, they, Clamped down when they needed to, but they still gave up a lot. They still mm-hmm. gave up, a, and they're still giving up a lot. So this will be another high-scoring affair. Close game-ish. I'm going to say Vikings are going to win 32-28. to 28.
0: All season long, I feel like the narrative after each game has been like, you know, it's awesome to get the win, but we wish we could have put them away sooner. We wish you could have maybe opened the gap up. I think this is the week. Oh, I, hope no. so. I think, <laughs> just, I think, this, I think will be this is the week. You're back at home. You're feeling good. I know you got some injuries and people are banged up, but you're back at home. Fans are going to be feral, rabid animals. Yes. The atmosphere. Dak Prescott isn't even going to hear him. his stomach growl. That That's how loud it's going to be. They're not going to be able to do anything on offense. I think the defense is going to play well. The offense is going to ball out. I've got thirty-one seventeen bikes. Mm. Nice. It, if you make, it, I like there, that, it, I like it could that. be thirty-one fourteen. But I'm giving them. Oof. You know, Brett Maher might get. You know, he in yeah, there. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll chuck it Couple in there just for fun. But, but sure. I, I don't think at any point in the second half. This is my one like add-on. No point in the second half are you going to feel like oh, this could get a little close? No. Like Woo. I, I think by halftime you're going to feel comfortable about I could shut it off and do my grocery shopping. I know the outcome of this game. I agree. Thirty-one seventeen 17 is well, my prediction, Vikings. I, I said 20 to,
2: I said 27-20, so I guess I don't exactly agree. But I, I can get with it because if yeah. you can stop the run, if you can stop their run and force Dak Prescott to throw the ball, mm-hmm. he's going to give you that ball. He's going to give you that ball.
1: He, gonna <laughs> <you> that ball. <laughs> he will.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to say, he's going to give you that ball.
1: I'm just, just <laughs> letting me you know. He's going to give you that ball. Here so, you go. Uh,
2: that's,
1: that's that. But we hope that's not the case. With Dak? Well, no, we, well, we hope that he doesn't like go all out. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I play mean, really well. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, I that's hope he I'm throws saying. it Sorry. as much
2: as he as much oh, really? as possible and oh, okay. not give the ball to Tony Pollard. That's what I hope. Oh, okay. Sorry, for. Sorry. That's what I misunderstood understanding. Is this a Mike
0: you. McCarthy revenge game?
1: Oh, oh my Mark. No, <laughs> is he absolutely. still holding
0: a grudge on the Vikings? <laughs> we we didn't I, fire him.
1: That was the that was the yeah. Team but I mean, they they
0: beat him in the they beat they took away his reign to like be the however many time NFC North. Coach champion or whatever. Oh, no, Mike sorry, McCarthy but.
2: clearly is not good with revenge games.
1: No, so that was his first oh. time back in Green Bay too, I right? So his yeah. Dallas coach, yeah. yeah so mm-hmm.
0: sorry. Let's talk Wolves. Okay, you they, got it. They have been, from what I, as an outside look, outside person looking in, mm-hmm. still not great. Yeah, I was told and led to believe oh. that this was the year. This was the Timberwolves' year. They were a top-three team in the West, and they were going to go into the playoffs, and they were going to get to the second round and maybe make a little noise because they, with the new shakeup, they can play different teams well, and they can play big, but also they have the guys that can play small, and now they have the rebounder, and he's going to be able to rebound and get them possession. <laughs> what is happening? They are not good. Yeah. No. They're not good. We have Cat, who I love him, respect him, he doesn't feel like he should be the leader of this team. He's not. No. He, he's should, not no. he should not be the guy that I see dressed in. No, and I'm in no place to like criticize fashion because I no. wear, yeah. I have about seven outfits and I wear them each week. Oh, I just yeah. run through the order. Oh yeah. Tuesday, sweet. I know do, what
1: I'm wearing. Do laundry on the weekends. Yep. Yeah, go through. There's it no again.
0: reason for me to see these Twitter clips of Cat in the most preposterous sweater. With a bear, with a grizzly bear stuffed yeah, animal sewn into the chest, that? and then they go and lose. Yeah, what is ha- what is happening? But tell me, please. Tell me. Inform me. It's 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 been the same old same.
2: It's been a lot of the same yeah. issues. There was a moment in the Phoenix Suns game recently where. I kid you not, AJ, the Wolves were playing
1: four-on-five basketball. Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard about that. Yeah. How could you miss it? It was like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in basketball, not just for the Wolves. We had a lot of weird things happen with us.
2: That is something that you don't even see at the AAU level. Like, you you just don't see that type of stuff happening. Usually someone catches it, either – the player that's supposed to be in the game will catch it. Some of his teammates will be like, yo, you're supposed to be in the game. And everyone out there, the head coach, the assistant coach, no trainers one. on the nobody. Everybody sat and watched. Myself included, I must admit. <laughs> Everybody sat and watched. And I'm like, why does the defense seem so off? Like somebody, Like, everybody's. Open. He just felt like everybody was open. They swung the ball around, and then finally after the shot went in, D'Angelo Russell rushed, rushes onto the court. And you notice there was only four players on the court. <laughs> and again, the most alarming part about that is not the fact that D'Lo, as an NBA player, forgot he was supposed to sub into the game. Mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. But that's what your teammates are for, coaches are for, you know, um, um, assistant coaches, that's what that's what pe- fans. That's what people are there for. Like, yo, you're. I think you're supposed to be in the game. It was the weirdest. It was the weirdest moment I've seen from a basketball team in a long, in a very long time. It but,
1: could be. It could be fluky,
0: right? But what be, oh, what God. what happened? Like, I. Well, from my understanding, were, can I go ahead? Yeah. I, from my understanding, when you're gonna check into a basketball game, mm-hmm. you get off the bench, you walk over to the scorer's table, you say, "Hey, I'm replacing so and so." And then there's a buzzer, and the change happens. What happened in between him saying, I'm going in and play occurring? Did he just get into a conversation with somebody in the second row about today's weather? So I don't I don't know if he
2: got into a conversation or not, but the buzzer rang, and he just didn't walk on the, onto the court. So I forget who it was who was subbing out of the game. Yeah, me too. But the Wolves <laughs> were at the free throw line. They shot the first free throw. <laughs> Normally, the player comes in either before the first free throw, but in most cases, they come in after the after after the first free throw. The it, first free throw occurred. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. D'Lo literally just stayed at the scores table, stretching, kind of just looking, okay. observing, kind of like calling out a play as if he was already on the floor. Okay. And then the ball the the, the next free throw was shot. Couldn't remember if it was made or not. I want to say it was made. Mm-hmm. The Suns inbounded the ball and lost down court and got an open. Th- it was it was it was it, yeah. was it was weird. But like to their defense,
0: I didn't catch it right away either. I no. didn't. Um, but you're on the couch with your guard down. Yeah, you're not. That that's not your job. Yeah, you're not out there getting. And I don't want to bring the money factor. in, But you know, you're getting paid to play basketball. Mm-hmm. So when it's your time to play basketball, you play basketball. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, everybody just seemed to miss this one.
0: Literally everyone. That's that's the that's, officials, that's, that's the team,
1: everyone. I don't even know if the Suns realized it at first. Wait. They I can for the um, chips the ball around. Yeah. And so they got an open shot. Right. I I don't even like in the... Yeah, it was... It's unfortunately a culmination of everything that's been going on with the Wolves. Again, yeah. it's probably something we won't see ever again. And it's just like a once in a who knows how many hundreds of things, right? But just for everything that's going on right now, it's just like, really? That, that, really? That, like, it's just that come on you guys that that just
2: feels like in a nutshell how to just sum up the the i was about to say the vikings the the wolves right now like yeah. it's just it just something's things they, they just feel it, it kinda, mentally checked out that's at what times. i was about to say they it just feel, speaks to that and you know you went and grabbed rudy gobert and we talk about this rudy gobert pickup every week. And we talk about the 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 benefit of having Rudy Gobert on the floor and, you know, the benefit of going out and just taking that chance and taking that risk and X, Y, and Z, right? Rudy Gobert is out there for two things. He's out there for defense. He's out there for rebounds. And right now, the Wolves are terrible defensively. Mm-hmm. They gave up 124 points to the Cavs. They gave up 129 to the Suns. They gave up 114 yep. to the Grizz, I, I saw, and then in the not to interrupt, yeah, but sorry. in the Grizz game, they got out rebound by like 13 boards.
1: I saw and a stat Rudy that Rudy was back
2: for that for that basketball game.
1: I saw a stat that we are giving up the highest percentage of like open shots that are more than six feet in the entire NBA, and yeah. we're also bleeding corner threes too. Phoenix owned us uh, on on the perimeter there, completely owned us. Memphis, it really wasn't much better either. Uh, Memphis is a really good team. They probably will be a really good team all there. I'm not gonna like really beat them up too much for losing on the road to Memphis, but there was the Cavs game, and we were kind of talking earlier before we started recording. It's like, okay, yeah, great, you survived a 51 point day from Darius Garland, but they didn't have they didn't have Donovan Mitchell playing that game. Right. Jaron Allen wasn't playing that game, so yeah, sure, like the Cavs should be a really good team this year. But even I'm just like okay, like that's a decent win on the road, but am I still feeling much better about this team a week later than when we had our conversation last no. week? No. And man, I'm just, I really wonder what that locker room is like these days. Um, Cause I know that Torian Prince is trying to be this guy to be a leader, but it just, and it just, a, they, miss Beverley. They, I, it, man, they miss Patrick man, Beverly. I'm going to say it, they miss Patrick Beverly. It just since, be, it seems to be more apparent every week, doesn't it?
2: I, I've been saying it since the first week of the season. They yeah. they miss that voice in the locker room. It wasn't really about his impact on the floor, even though that was felt as well. It was more so about the veteran presence in the locker room. A yeah. guy that's going to get in everybody's face. A guy that's going to be like, hey, d you supposed to be in the game right now. Like just the, so it's, it's it was about the little things the talent is there yes they have all the talent that they need to compete it is the mental aspect of things and you want to give them as as, as much time as possible but it's frustrating to watch and i will give delo credit because he's a big part of the reason why they beat the Cavs. Yep. and i do believe the Cavs will be a They'll
1: contender be oh, yeah. but
2: like you said they were missing a ton of pieces in that basketball game mm-hmm. you allowed 124 points Ho- hopefully this is the game that gets D'Lo back to playing like how he was playing basketball before. Yes, hopefully. I mean, what is it? I think he had thirty points. I'm 30, trying to yep, look at it right yep. now. 30,
1: 30 points, eleven to 13, 4 or five from three. No, yeah, that he is had a, clear, he, and twelve assists. It so clearly his best game of the season. He, and and you know what? That probably gave. Him a little bit more breathing room in terms of his starting position, too. Um, that was something we've really been see, questioning all season. He probably earned himself a little leeway for the next couple of weeks.
2: Because you see what he can do. Exactly. You see what he can do. We've seen it here in Minnesota time and time again, what he can do. The issue with him is the consistency. If we yep. we need him to play efficient basketball, even if he's not scoring. We need him running the offense in an efficient manner that facilitates and people getting buckets, not long shots missed, hit off the back rim so other teams can get back in transition, not him getting the ball every play in transition, pulling up for trays, which, I mean, it's a decent shot but not the greatest shot. This yeah. offense, in order for this to work, it needs to be efficient, at least while they're trying to get the defense in line.
1: If we're so, going to talk about efficiency and – ants ants got it. it it just has to be better yeah it has to be yeah. better it, it's it's still there but it's kind of it, it's kind of just exactly like it was last season to be honest with you poppin poppin popping, but then it'll go off for maybe and then it'll completely fall off for a game or two the- and it's just like dude it's year three we got we gotta show sure this thing up we really do because honestly i can't really complain too much about how cat played this past week or Gobert as well but If we're talking D-Lo consistency, I think we have to talk consistency with Ant just as much with these two. Because I I think Gobert and Towns are actually playing more consistent to what their normal playing levels are. D-Lo and Ant, though, we, we need more. We just we need consistency.
2: Yep, I, th- I think that's the biggest thing we need consistency. But I think over over anything and over everything, we need a consistent effort on the defensive side of the basketball. You don't bring in Rudy Gobert. You don't have Anthony Edwards saying he's the best defender in the world. You don't have Jaden McDaniels. You don't have these guys to be giving up 129, 125, 113. Like yeah. this is this is and, it's, un, it's it's is really J- ridiculous. And
1: Jaden's back in a starting role. He's been back in a starting role this past week, but he has been a minus. A plus minus all week long. He's just. It's not. A, I know you got Cat and Gobert now, but just there's something off about his defensive rebounding nowadays, and it's just it ha, it's it, frustrating. It, but again, his shooting percentage is great, but there's just a lot of other intangibles there that just. And and, he, and again, um, and I know we got to move on to hockey talk here in a minute. Um I'm not. I'm not panicking yet because I'm looking around the league. I'm seeing Brooklyn at six and eight. I'm seeing Golden State at six and eight. The same exact records as us. We're not the only one going through weird things right now. And obviously, we know why the Nets are dealing with all their stuff. They've had plenty of distractions. The Warriors. We know that you know Clay Thompson. Maybe injury issues. Maybe still dealing with there. But like again, we we said this last week. There's time. There's time, but it's it's so weird. It's it's just like we had the same conversation a week ago.
2: I'm going to be honest. I would hope by now, and I know it's still very early in the season, that changes and adjustments will be made. And it doesn't look like they really have any ideas for what type of changes and adjustments. They need to make. There's not, not there's not much room to make too many too many big time trades. There isn't much money to be played with because your front court is taking up so much money. And I will admit, here today, what is today? Tuesday, November 15th. I have officially hit the panic button. Oh, I have the panic button, the panic button, is it, it is going off. Okay. These guys need to write this shift because unlike Golden State and unlike the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets have championship pedigree over there. They have Kevin Durant, who's won a ring. They have Kyrie Irving, even though he can be a wild card. He's won a championship. The Golden State Warriors are the defending champions. I won't even think about them until postseason time. The the Wolves don't have that. They got a lot of young players that are still looking to prove themselves in the league as superstars. They They have a team that is looking to ascend as one of the best teams in their respective conference. And I'll say this again, last point. You do not want to be fighting from behind. Come postseason time, even middle of the season, no. you don't want to be in the tenth, eleventh spot fighting, clawing because at that point teams have hit their
1: rhythm, yep. teams are in a groove, and people are really hitting their stride. Yep. Figure this out now. Yep. Last thing for me too. I don't want to hear anything about they were four and nine last season, so they can claw of this. T- I, I, that was then. This is now. I don't want different team, different attitude entirely. At least from the looks of it, I don't. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that narrative. I don't know. I don't want to hear that narrative. So, uh hockey talk. Let's talk some hockey talk, guys. Yeah, um how would we describe this week for the Wild? Kind of like not
0: ideal. 50-50? I, I mm.
1: would be frank because you know, you get the you, you get the win against the Ducks and the Kraken, but then you also lose to the Kings and um did what's the score of this Predators game here right now as we record this? Are we still trailing 2 to 1 right uh, now late two in the one. third? Two, one. Okay. Um yeah, just it's it's I don't know. It just seems like kind of like with the wolves. It kind of seems like the well, granted, the wild actually played some games this week, thankfully. But kind of kind of with the wolves, it was kind of just a status quo week. Some good, some bad. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Well, you know, you go you go out to LA, get a rematch from all, well, It was not opening night, but the second game of the season. I want to yeah. say it was to the Kings. Mm-hmm. You lose one zero. Offense just wasn't really firing. We're no. taking too many dumb penalties. We're taking too many. Just it, it it too many dumb penalties is really what it is. I I need I need some of these people uh to just you know uh, be disciplined. That I mean you it, keep
1: it, tweeting that and you're just not getting the results you're looking for.
0: Get me down to the bench, <laughs> Billy G. Let me I'll I'll, I'll set him Billy straight. G. No um we so you, then you go up to Anaheim, four one went over the Ducks and mm-hmm. the Ducks are. Bad defensively. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're they, they I Trevor Zegris is dude, awesome.
1: That no call goal. Oh my gosh! Ah, God,
0: I and that's scared. like the third
1: time he's done that, right? Yeah. He's done that in regular. It, well,
0: he, he was a rookie. He was a rookie last season. I tweeted this at one point. I said I've been saying this. His rookie season highlight reel is better than uh, like 90 uh, percent of guys' career highlight reel. So good, phenomenal. Uh, but bad defensively. <laughs> Get John Gibson out of Anaheim. He's too good of a goaltender to have. I don't know who playing from there he's been there forever too i feel like <laughs> he's been there a while mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Y- you get the win against seattle mm-hmm. that was fine i mean mark andre Fleury won you that game yes he, oh, he, he flashing that every glove. person who said bad things after the first two games of the season about mark andre Fleury, apologize right now i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna that come hunt something. you down if you don't because he deserves an apology he's a hall of famer and he's playing really, really good hockey right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta let the guy settle in. It's two games. Let's not overreact. And let's stop calling for the Cam Talbot flag here. Um <laughs> jeez! But then you come back home. You get up two zero on the San Jose Sharks, and then the Sharks have been fun because you, I, I love Thomas Hurdle. Yes. Eric Carlson, EK65. He's got he he's, come, tire, he's, coming for the, he's coming for that third, third Norris trophy. He has revived his career. He blew out that tire, though, on he that did. play. He Oof, did. That's he too did. bad. That's just a That's just a what do you do? He caught an edge. Huge cap hit for him. But you know, it's <laughs> they're, they're not a great hockey club. No. They're rebuilding. So when Fish. you get up 2-0 on them, mm. you know what you do? You're supposed to put your foot down on the pedal more, right on the gas. <laughs> the wild did that. But they threw it in reverse. Ooh. You can't blow a two-goal lead to the Sharks at home and then lose in a shootout. Yeah, That's crazy. Also, when it comes to the shootout, I, would, I will never bat an eye. Never. If you go in and you attempt to move, even if you lose the puck, you got to attempt to move. So, Jewel eriksson and Matt Zuccarello, please just make a move just make a move I don't want you to coast in slower than my grandma walking down the hallway at you know at her apartment complex oh wow she's gonna and, and then you just pick and then you just try to pick oh I'm gonna beat him I'm gonna beat him five hole I'm gonna beat him over the shoulder no you're not he it's it's mono mano. you have all the time in the world all you have to do is c- keep your momentum going forward make mm. a move. You're in the NHL. I imagine you have the skill set to make some type of a move to make him, the op- the opposing goaltender, I should say, somehow shaken up. Mm-hmm. So you see Kuril do it. You see uh, Matt Boldy at least attempt it. He lost the handle, but I'm not going to care because he at least tried to do something. Yeah. Rather than just walk in. I, if you want to go in and just shoot right at the pad, I could do that. Jimbo from Section 203 could do that. Yeah.
1: An artist. We'd be pretty good at that. Absolutely. Probably. You bet you more than me though.
0: Just try something. And now, you know, you're back on the road. You're losing the uh the predators. Granted, I haven't been able to pay as much attention here. True. Um, one thing maybe a little concerning, and I, I'm not pushing, I'm not I'm not pressing the panic button here at all on this on this player. <laughs> okay. Because he is super young. But I would like to see a little more from Marco Rossi. Mm. And I I I am a huge advocate for him. I love his play. I love his character. I love I love what he can do. But I do want to see a little bit more for a guy that you select in ninth overall. Of course, and well, it, it, you it's his rookie season. Yes, technically still. So I, you're still like settling in here, and I'm not gonna say he's got to come in and do it like Matt Boldy did last year. But I would I just want to see a. little a little bit more and whether it's a confidence mm-hmm. issue or something along those lines like if you have to send him down for a week or two oh it,
1: like, you think maybe it, it could resolve because i mean I don't, this was, don't, this don't was a narrative going into the season because we were wondering with him getting scratched early in the year getting put on the fourth line we were wondering maybe just how much bill and um, dean thought he was ready is that maybe potentially manifesting itself now
0: i don't think it's actually going to come to that i hope not either I really hope that they, he can just get a, on a heater of like three games, and that's all you need. Sure, but yeah, I just need a little, little more yeah. from him. And maybe, and maybe it's a uh, something of circumstance where he's not playing with the players he needs to, or hmm. something. I feel like they've been shuffling him enough mm-hmm. to oh, where for sure. he should have been able to get a, an opportunity so far. But um, I don't know. It's um, it, it's it's a little it's a little brutal. It's not brutal to watch so far. It's frustrating because i know he can perform better yes that's that's what i'll say um one guy actually who's
1: on my radar that i'm looking at that maybe could perform a little better at least offensively i actually maybe not know he's probably just as good as he is on defense and normal but uh any concern at all that only two points so far out of Jonas Brodeen? No, no, no. You think he's, he's just doing everything he normally needs to, and that the I, offense, when it comes, it comes, and that's not really what we're looking from the
0: guy. When Jonas Brodin is on the ice, he's there to shut down the opposition. Right? I, I, he could have zero
1: points. Right. For it's, just 40 a sl- games. it's just a slower pace than what yeah. he's on normally, so I just thought yeah, he we no, no, bringing it up.
0: I I think his defense at times, like he's had games where I'm like, what is going on here? Man? Hmm. Um, because he's been this guy that's out there, he eats minutes up, and he locks down. He like he goes up against some of the better. Wingers and centermen in the league, and he's able to shut them down and restrict their offensive talents. So when he's not doing that, that's when I'm concerned. I I couldn't care less about him, you know, slinging it around in the offensive zone. It's when he's not doing it defensively is when I uh, that's when I maybe pull the panic button now. But I'm I'm not. He's been great. Um, I I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little focused on them empty net here with them. <laughs> I, know, I
1: know we're wrapping up the show as the wild are uh wrapping up a game here uh they're down by one hopefully they can uh, get something here um yeah i mean yeah with Brodeen, i mean that's not really a guy who i mean sure i don't want him to put up terrible offensive numbers but for like you just said like there's a whole lot of other aspects of jonas Brody's game that we appreciate as wild fans and that what that where that value comes from that like yeah that i'm not gonna freak out too much at two points um you think Tyson Jost is gonna make an appearance here, or what do you think, AJ? I mean, is or do you think the luck has maybe run out on on him? Maybe
0: no, I don't think so. I don't think you're. I think they have an idea of what he can and can't do. He, like you're not gonna throw him out there and expect him right. to be a, a top power play guy or anything like that. Um, they made that trade because they had the team control at that certain cap hit for another year mm-hmm. last season. Right. So. I don't know. It's whether he's a scratch or not. I I like lately. I like his play at times. It's just you know some some nights you need a Mason Shaw instead, or yeah. you need a, a a Marco Rossi instead. So I yeah. too many cooks in the kitchen. The problem <laughs> is not all of these cooks are culinary experts. Good analogy. I appreciate
1: I that. So uh, yeah, they play a Pittsburgh after uh, this Predators game, and then uh, Carolina. It's a couple. I mean Pittsburgh's—they're kind of like us actually, record-wise. They're kind of at the same. But Carolina's so far been one of the better teams in the league. So if far.
0: they keep playing how they are, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh loss, Hurricanes loss, Jets are a tough team, and that is at home. So I'd hope they can maybe get the win there. Yeah, and then Maple Leafs at home, depending on how they look, because they right. just lost Jake Muzzin for I think quite a while. That's too bad. Um, They just got Matt Murray back, so let's see how he is. I think he's getting his first start um, since going on the IR tonight. But Mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to watch if they can maybe turn around. Just just take less penalties. That's really my big thing for for the next week.
1: Somebody notice AJ's tweets because he he does say that quite a lot on the old Twitter machine and uh, make sure you use twitter before elon destroys it i'm just going to say that i don't know anyway. I'm, I'm trying
2: to get all my use out of it right now I guess, you know, i'm debating <laughs> I mean, with actually, every day i mean there's actually
1: there's actually like talk about like outages potentially coming i i i don't know that would hurt i don't know i don't know what's going on with twitter uh anyway gents i can't believe we found the words for that vikings game i, I really can't believe i just spew even if it was a terrible marvel analogy that came out of my <laughs> out of my my mouth uh Again, Jonathan Harrison will appreciate that, and hopefully somebody else will too. I appreciated it. Probably wasn't as bad when I go back and listen to it. No, but it'll
0: be fine. It'll, <laughs> it'll, be, I think it'll be, be and bad. that's the exact word for it. Just, just fine. <laughs> <Right>? no, <laughs> just we, fine. We, we were just pulling your channel. Yeah. Bit. Oh my uh, gosh. But, but uh, yeah, I did, yeah. I think that wraps up another great episode of the Taxi Squad. Ooh. Any any final parting words here? Um, Skull Vikes.
1: All right. Let's uh, beat the Cowboys for artists more than anybody else. <laughs> And uh yeah, go see go see Black Panther. It, it's a fantastic movie. Um, really emotional for a lot of reasons, but also just a good, solid movie under the circumstances as well. That's my final thoughts.
2: Cooper Rush is playing better football than Dak Prescott right now. <laughs> Beat Dallas. Those are my last words. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so make sure if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to leave us a five-star review, subscribe, follow, whatever the case may be, um, and give us a download on the Score North website if you are uh, accessing the file there. Whatever helps is appreciated. Tell a friend. Send it to your mom. Send it to your pops. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the perfect show to throw on when the snow flurries are coming down and everybody for some reason forgets how to drive. On my way in today, really. When you merge lanes, do you look over your shoulder? Yes, Smog. Of course. The guy in the red pickup truck, he decided not to. I was next. to. I could see him in his front seat. I could see him. I could look directly over and I saw him. (laughs) And he was just like, all right, I'm getting over. And I'm like, buddy, what are we doing here? Hi, I'm AJ. I'm right here. Excuse he me. Didn't hit you? Did he? You're good? No, no. It, oh, okay. Like it okay. got like I close. could I could have reached if I if my window was rolled down. I could have reached out and maybe shook his hand. Oh, he's a nice guy. It wow. was it was With close. Grip. Wow. But my I shouldn't I more of the story. I shouldn't have to be <laughs> a defensive driver every time I leave my house in the winter. Yeah. Everybody, That's... you know, just look around. If you remember, smog, signal, mirror, over the shoulder. Go. Oh, I think about the dragon and the hobbit. I've, I don't know where that one came
1: God, from. does nobody watch, like, close us <laughs> on? <TV>? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 That'll do it for another Seriously, Jonathan Jackson, Harrison, where you?
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week, hopefully after a big win over the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Till then, have a great night.